Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hey, guys. It's Anna. I'm here to one, cover the reunion and also tell you guys some interesting spinoff news. That's right. It's happening, baby. Deckheads, the podcast is ending, but don't worry. Exciting stuff to come. So I'm going to bring my guest in for today's episode, who has obviously been on the show a hundred times, a hundred times, <laughs> whatever, three or four times, whatever, a uh, hundred thousand times she's been on the show. It's Molly Lambert. Hello. Thank you for joining me on this fabulous episode. Thank you for having me. I've been talking like Aisha all week because you've been sending me her Instagrams. Okay, to give some context, Aisha's like in quarantine in New Zealand before she gets like let out. I guess they have to quarantine for 14 days in some hotel. And just every day she's like, oh my God, <laughs> over everything New Zealand's doing because she's so impressed by them. And it just kills me. I love it. I get there to watch it every morning. So I'm like, I need to know what Aisha's happy about. And then it makes me happy. It's very uplifting and makes you wish you lived in New Zealand. I know. I know. She's like, and today they sent me a riddle. And you're like, oh my <laughs> God. I don't know. It sounds like they really take care of them. Does the New Zealand government send you a riddle? It's like in this info packet she gets every day. It's just like wow. in the news, imagine, what's happening? Imagine like competence. I I, I don't know how. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like sorry, the American, American government sends us a riddle, but it's like the riddle is how do you get vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, good luck surviving. And you're like, riddle That's me the this. Riddle? <laughs> yeah. riddle me this, America. What has yeah. three spikes? And not enough doses. <laughs> I know. What's just going to kill you in the end anyway? America. It's not even coronavirus. It's just like America is going to kill you because who cares? They're not sending us a nice packet every day with like some fun jokes like New or Zealand. Or just even like any info. There's no <laughs> <Yeah>. info. <laughs> it's like every email I get from my doctor is like, ha. 
So what's up with you? Yeah, I know technically we are we do have to go ahead to start vaccinating this group of people, but uh hmm, we don't have the vaccines, so what's up with you? <laughs> and it's like, thank you for the update that didn't really update me on anything. No, my friend will send me a thing that's just like, oh, and then they just like threw two million vaccines away for no reason. It's like cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and then you have the LA Times being like, ugh, these millennial vaccine chasers. And it's like, yeah, this is this is the hill you should die on, LA Times. Yeah, that's the problem is <laughs> that the system is so corrupt that people can easily hack it because uh, it's so broken and racist. And that, on top of that, it's like the system's so corrupt that like millennials are like, well, fuck it, I'll go wait in line for nine hours and maybe I'll get a dose because you're going to throw it away anyway. Okay, fine, whatever. It's like, we're all just kind of like, what what other option do we have other than to like just, I don't know, wake up at four in the morning and stand in the rain? <laughs> I was stressed out when my par- my parents got it. Yeah. Thank- thankfully. But like, that was the most stressful thing to me. It was just thinking about people trying to like book it for their parents. And there's like this incredibly complicated labyrinth of online signups. My dad has gotten his first shot, which is good. Uh, and obviously has an appointment for a second one. My mom isn't getting it yet because she's like on antibiotics. So she can't get it yet because she has some gnarly ear infection or something or another. Oh, man. My friend had an appointment for a second shot. And then the winter storm made the vaccines be delayed. Oh, damn. So they were like, we can't give anyone their second shots because uh, they're all stuck in like Michigan or whatever in the snow. Just... Oh. uh just a clusterfuck of uh, amazing proportions, which is why all the people on Below Deck, pivot to Below Deck, uh, didn't really want to seem to go back to land life. No, 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 no. Oh, you're right. This is the podcast. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot what we were talking about. Why are we here? Okay, guys, we are here. Because <laughs> one, we're going to talk about the reunion of season eight. But also, we have an announcement. We, Molly and I, there's a reason she's here. She's not just here to big ups me while I tell you this announcement. But we are going to do a Deckhead spinoff entitled Deckheads Chief Stews. But we're going to do it every Tuesday night on Twitch, you guys. Twitch, the streaming service. That's right. And perhaps we'll even be at sea yes. when, when you see us. Yes. So you will physically be able to watch us talk about this show every Tuesday night. We're going to transition the socials, the at Deckheads pod, to give you information about when and where you can watch a stream. There will be a link, don't worry, that you can click and then you'll very easily just be able to watch us. And if you can't watch us in real time, don't worry because all the videos save on our page and you'll be able to watch it later. And if you don't want to watch it, you can just put it on and listen to it <laughs> like a podcast. So many options. And yeah. we're going to be covering the new season of Below Deck that is itself the most recent Below Deck spinoff, Sailing Yacht. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Below Deck, Chief Stew's covering Below Deck Sailing. Two, two spinoffs. <laughs> and I'm excited because this new season of Sailing looks real fun. I love how much sailing is involved with the sailing yacht. It is. Also, it also looks like real shit's about to happen. What do you mean? Like, it looks actually, like, dramatic and crazy. Like, they, they you know, we always get these, like, oh, no, how's this docking gonna go? And then it's fine. It looks like they actually <laughs> at one point crashed the boat into the dock, which is, like, well, what I've been waiting for. It honestly seems like there's so much higher of a chance of crashing the boat with the sailing yacht because it's a sailboat that that checks out to me. Yeah. It seems like like the wind just, you know, does what it wants to a sailboat. Yeah. It's always the wind. They're like, it's so windy. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? And then it's, you know, it's fine. (laughs) There's more of an emphasis in that one on just how crazy sailing is and um, just the idea of like, taking on the ocean with a machine is like insane. It is because you turn the, yeah, you turn the engine off and you're like, sails all up. All right, let's see where it takes us. And it's like, whoa. Seems cool. I would love to do it. Let's learn to sail. 
Yeah, honestly, I I would enjoy sailing as well. One time I was on a sailboat and I had an edible and it was very uncomfortable because I was too high. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like a nightmare. It was, it was not great. I'll just tell you that now. (laughs) I thought, I think I almost dropped my Diet Coke into the water because I just was not ready for the sail. Uh, Full confession, I get a little seasick on boats, but that won't be a problem on our Twitch boat. No, 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 no. Because we we will have Twitch Dramamine. <laughs> I think, right? Isn't that a thing? Uh, yeah. So that's our big announcement. We're moving to Twitch, baby. The podcast will be no longer. It'll be Molly and I just talking decks, but we'll be the chief stews of this Twitch show. It's a spinoff. That's right. It's a spinoff. All right. So let's get into this reunion. Okay, it is season eight, episode 17, technically, the reunion of season eight. You know, it's interesting because, like, I kind of miss that them be- all being there in person. It's not the Yeah, same. I was surprised because all the other reunions they've been doing for Housewives have been in person, which is yeah. also weird because they're, like, not wearing masks and allegedly everyone's tested. Yeah. But those have all been in New York in the studio, so I think I just assumed this would be in a studio and then it was a zoom reunion once again treating below deck like the bastard child of bravo even though it's like the most popular show that's interesting because i do feel like they love the housewives so much more well now that i'm thinking about it it was probably just entirely practical because everybody was in a different country Oh, you're right. You're right. And a lot of people were in serious quarantine because they'd been coming out of yachts. That's valid. So that was like my favorite thing when they introduced it was that they were like New Zealand, Australia, America, Italy. Like it's 4 a.m. for some people. (laughs) That added a fun kooky. And yeah, I think a lot of them were, were at their homes quarantining after being at sea. It's a tough life out there, man, except for you just were on a boat. So maybe it's not that tough. All right. So yeah, we start. It's the reunion. Captain Lee is wearing tinted sunglasses. That's a choice. They might just be tinted regular glasses. That's true. I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, are they transitions? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. He seems like a guy who could rock some transitions glasses. I liked <sighs> them. I was into it. I thought it was, I had never seen him wear anything like that. And it's like, I felt like Marianne got him for him, his his lovely bride, and was like, honey, this is the new you. You're cool, Captain Lee, tinted sunnies, cool guy. Put him on. See, I thought that was just like, because he's so like 70s yacht rock to me that I was just like, oh, these are like his cool glasses he wears at home when he's kicking back. I like that Captain Lee yacht rock. Well, I loved seeing everybody's apartment. I know. I feel like a lot of them like are in hotels. I don't know why, but it always looks so probably clean. Bravo is like, go to a hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll pay for it. No, I don't know. I thought they all just lived in weird, like modernist uh, cubicle apartments with plants like everybody else. Yeah. Also, do you notice like the women like really get their makeup done? Like well, they go all out. We can talk about this more, but Elizabeth was wearing so much makeup that she was not fully recognizable. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they I from what my what I remember in past reunions, everyone, I think they like hire a whole team because they're like this is my chance to like glow up. But then it's always like they all have like very intense eyelashes on. Like yeah. big eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like that's 90% of professional makeup is just throwing on some like giant eyelashes, right? So you look like a Disney princess. I thought that Rachel actually looked amazing uh her oh, she glow looked up great. was great she did look great Lindsay looked unrecognizable because she was wearing so much makeup that you couldn't see her face under it almost uh and she was wearing this kind of like I don't know if the foundation was the wrong shade or if it was the lighting or a combination of the two but it was like she almost looked like she was like a Simpson yes Rachel looked Rachel looked great I thought yeah, I thought she looked, she legitimately looked like, oh, she got some makeup done and she looks really hot, but not like 
it didn't look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they look a little crazy. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. So Francesca's joining them from Sydney and it's 4 a.m. Rachel's in Italy in quarantine. Elizabeth's in Fort Lauderdale. James is in the UK in some town. I didn't really understand what he said. Izzy's in New Zealand. and He didn't want to give an exact location because he didn't want Elizabeth to know where he is. Is that what he said? I completely no, no, missed no. it, I'm but just it makes kidding. sense. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm in Fittendale. Yeah, that's what it sounded like he said, though. He was like, <laughs> I was like, where? Where are you, sir? Who knows? Hard to say. So Izzy's in New Zealand. Ashling's in Australia, too. Shane joins from San Diego. And we learn that Rob, Gold Rob, is not there because he's in Fiji digging for gold. And then Izzy, <laughs> Izzy is not feeling Rob. She literally says she doesn't think Rob wanted to be on the show because he's weird and he was really rude to the production and didn't really want to be filmed. And he wouldn't talk whenever there was a camera around and he would just be an asshole. And she's like, I think he's weak. And I'm like, wow. That's what happens when you don't show up. Yeah. Uh, I, Izzy does not like Rob. Did you get the vibe? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was mutual. We didn't get to talk about this, but when he tipped off on the finale that Izzy wanted to talk to him and he came over and did that whole like, hey, Izzy, I've been meaning to talk to you before I go. I hope I didn't like come off as an asshole to you. Oh, yeah. Like, and he he was so fake when he did it. He was like, yeah. sorry if you felt that way. Bye. Yeah. She was like, I don't think you really mean it at all. And he was like, who can say? See you later. <laughs> Who can say, all right, bye. Yeah, I, I, I did not care for that. I found it creepy, to be honest. It was almost worse than not apologizing because it was like yeah. the fakest apology I've ever seen. And she kind of didn't accept it. And he was like, well, I've done all I can. Bye forever. I've done all I can. All right. See ya. Yeah, that was miserable. All right. Shane, who's there for like five minutes, says he regrets nothing. And he says he gave it his all when he was on the boat, but just didn't realize how much hard work it would take to be on a yacht until he stepped on the boat. And and Cap, er, Captain Lee, Andy's like, did you Google it? And he's like, uh, I took a maritime course. I'm like, that should teach you, right? That yeah. Would, hmm. Sunshine. Sunshine. Shane. Shane Sunshine, um, he came off better than I thought because the edit on the show made him look like such a dumbass. Yeah. And uh, then when they talked to him, he was like, yeah, I, I obviously know that yachts are like not good for the environment. Yeah. Nevertheless, I wish to bring my message of ecology and peace to the television and then somebody said something nice about him where they were like, oh, yeah, he told us not to take things from a protected habitat, which, like, I didn't know we weren't allowed to do. You know, I, that was actually pretty cool. I was, like, into that. I was like, good for him for knowing being like, mm -mm. Good for him. And I was also like, uh, think of all the other times they've been like, take as many shells as you want, probably, to, like, yacht people. I know. That's actually true. I know. Yeah. Huh. Like, well, it's not great for yeah, them, especially come, probably in Fiji when they did go there and there was so just much Just the whole reef. thing. I'm sure they're like, colonize nature. Like, Yeah. Well, if you have enough money, who cares, right? Woo! You can pay the fine. So Captain, or not Captain, I keep saying Captain Lee. Andy Cohen asks. You can call him Captain Andy. Captain, I want to call him Captain Cohen. Because <laughs> he's the captain of this reunion. But he asks Shane a question about if he thought that it was too harsh how Eddie called him an idiot or whatever, stupid. And Shane's all cranky. And he's like, if these are all going to be questions where they're like roasting me, that I'm like literally going to log off. And then Cohen's like, Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen's like, uh, I mean, it sounds like the question is actually like defending you, but okay. And Eddie's like, I don't think Shane's stupid. And then he apologizes to him for calling him that. And Shane's like, I hold no grudges towards anyone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you guys are just going to be roasting me. And somebody was like, we're here to roast everybody. It's a roast. <sighs> I know. That's James literally goes like, I love this. This is like a roast of below deck. 
And he's like, hey, I tried to warn Shane. I told him not to go take a nap. He's probably getting in trouble, okay? So, no big. And then Shane's like, I didn't realize, I, like, I totally realized the yachting industry is not sustainable. And that's when he's like, I did actually learn a lot about from Shane. And then they kick Shane off the show because he's boring. And his parting words are, stay sustainable. <laughs> and they're like, go And he does away. a peace sign. Yeah, he is... He is he who is. he is. Yeah. He literally is who he is. There's there's nothing more there. Rachel says that quitting wasn't anything against the crew members and she was dealing with everything going on in the world and the demands of this charter that were coming on was too much and she didn't want to like fuck it all up and destroy her career on TV, which is why she ended up quitting and being like, eat my cooter, Captain Lee. <laughs> she also says that she kind of breaks the fourth wall and says that coronavirus was obviously like becoming a big problem right at that point. And so Mm -hmm. she was freaking out about whether or not she'd be able to like get back into a country. I don't know if it was Italy to see her boyfriend, Vincenzo, or America, but she was like, yeah, it just occurred to me like if I didn't leave now, I might not be able to get back. Right. Yeah, I mean, she has a fucking point, does she not? She, it, it's more than just somebody throwing a tantrum because the guests are too annoying. Which also then everybody was like, she was right. They had yeah. too many crazy demands, which they never say, because the whole thing is like anything you want. They were like crab legs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner or whatever it was they put down. Yeah, and if I recall correctly, those people, like, they didn't turn out to be very high maintenance in the end. No, it turned out to be fine, and Rachel did an amazing job, and she and Eddie, like, Eddie was very incensed by her lack of professionalism, but then on the reunion, they're like, did she prove herself when she came back? And he's like, yes, immediately. Yeah, because she's a fucking baller, dude. Yeah, dude, because she's a fucking professional yacht chef. When she says eat her cooter, she means a delicious 12-course meal. Mm-hmm. That she made. Churrasco. I know. I would eat her food in a second. So, yeah, Eddie's like, I was upset that she didn't apologize to anyone when she came back. But she's an amazing chef. <laughs> just like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you can't fuck with her. Her no. preparation and plating. No, 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 no. Also, just like everything she comes up with is just like so interesting and looks delicious. Yeah. yeah. And all the chefs are a pain in the ass. On the spectrum of pain in the ass chefs, she ranks pretty low, actually. Yeah, because she also kills it. So it's like, ooh, it outweighs how much of a pain in the ass she is, I think. I think. But who knows? Um, well, all the chefs are divas. I know, they because are they're like artists. chefs. Yeah. Yeah, they're chefs. Come on. They man. paint they paint with food. Oh, yes. I love that. They paint with food. I love that. I love everything about that. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Francesca's like, I don't think my team had a hard time working with Rachel and the communication may have been slow at first, but then we all figured it out. And Andy Cohen's like, were you, I, I feel like I was watching a different show because you guys were still mad at each other at the end. And they're like, mm-hmm. And like, don't really respond to that. And I was like, what? It yeah, really that part felt was like weird because I was like, huh, everybody's really getting along. And then it took a turn in the second half where the tensions came back out. Yeah. I mean, like literally, like, was it maybe the... Maybe it was the last episode Rachel was like complaining to Captain Lee about Francesca. She hates Francesca, I think, but I think they they did maintain a sort of like mutual distance of like, okay, you're a crazy bee and I'm a crazy bee, but we don't have to interact that much. Yeah. I would have held a grudge forever over the mahi 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 thing. Oh, that was annoying. She shouldn't have written two on one line. I think about it like every day. Yeah. I would be so mad if I got in trouble for that because you could just argue it forever. And it was just crazy to me that Francesca was like, no, this is the normal way to write it is to write mahi mahi twice on one line, meaning two mahi mahis. That ain't right. She fucked up. That's not how you write. You got to make it as clear as possible. Your chef is working hard and quick 
And uh, she ain't got time for this, Francesca. It's Rachel. Also, why would you ever want Rachel on your bad side? She seems like she would (laughs) literally put a pillow over your head. You room together. Dangerous. Sorry. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this to continue talking about this reunion. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. They're talking about Rachel's drinking, and she says she's a wild stallion, unbridled. And Eddie's like, yeah, you know, we were mostly letting her have fun and blow off steam, but... He basically says he doesn't ever he didn't really ever confront her about her drinking because he said that he was just basically afraid of setting her off. Yeah, the way Eddie talks about Rachel is crazy. It's like he's afraid of her. He is afraid of her. He's 100% afraid of her. Um, It kind of reminded me of some of the stuff on Southern Charm this past season, too, where it's like he's got this kind of like genteel Southern bro thing where he's just yeah. like, whoa, whoa, this is unladylike. I, yes, he's from like, what, Baltimore? Yeah, I'm sure he's raised where it's like, women need to be. It's like an East Coast, New England-y vibe. His his whole like, yeah, don't be too loud thing. It's like, it's your day off. She's not doing it at work, although she obviously does sometimes yell expletives at work. Well, he says that it's fine until she's like fucking with other crew members time or like enjoyment. But even I don't then, think, I think it was just him, though. I think he was like, I don't like this. Everyone else should also not like it. But I guess also I was just like, they paid everybody at this beach bar to be in the show, probably. So I didn't feel bad that she was like jumping on stage with the band because I was like, hopefully this band got paid for this. The band seemed like they were they they suffered no fools. Like they were just staring at her like, hmm? I just felt like she can't be the first drunk person to get no. up on that get up no. on that cabana stage. Not at all. She is definitely I think they look like they dealt with this shit all the That's time. That's what I'm saying. They seemed like pros and yeah. they didn't seem angry or phased by it. But Eddie was like, "Whoa, whoa, she can't do that." And he was also shit-faced. Yeah. I I do lie. I'll never forget. Google it. Let's go. never forget God, beautiful she is great Um, TV but yeah she wasn't drinking at work she was just drinking on their night off when they all get shitty drunk it's the whole point and she was like bummed because her 
boyfriend was stuck in Italy and things were like popping off. She just wasn't doing. Yeah. She wasn't doing well. We heard some info about her relationship with Vincenzo. That's right. Vincenzo and her are no more. No more. Vincenzo, Vincenzo. Why? Maybe that's also why she looks so good at the reunion. She had to stick it to Vincenzo. Yeah, she basically said that Vincenzo didn't want her to go on the show. And then like after cor- like after she left the boat, they couldn't see each other for five months. So that basically fucked their relationship up and took a toll. And they are no more. Vincenzo, no they more. are no more. Sounds like he wasn't worth maybe leaving your job for. But had she had left her job sooner, I think she probably would have been able to get to him. And maybe they'd yeah, still they might have still broken up, though. That's true. You never know with Vincenzo. That's right. Uh. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, so uh, Rachel's like, hey, Eddie, you should have just came and talked to me, man. I really respect you. And he's like, I respect you, too. And I'm like, there is no way they were. They would have respected each other in the moment, though. But then she also says that Captain Lee comparing her to his son really made an impact on her life. Because I believe he said, like, it's it's shitty to see someone with such great talent, like, throw it away over something like drinking. I mean, to be fair, he was comparing everything this season to the situation with his son because yeah. he's clearly Still grieving raw. and in a lot of trauma and trying to make it go away by getting back out on the sea. But it's not going to help. Can't sail away from your, your trauma. Yeah. I'm glad it did... Uh, it was a wake up call for Rachel, though. So, hey, whatever works, you know. If, you know, Rachel. What Rachel does drink a lot, and then she's like, "I don't get hangovers," and I'm like, "That's she's a work. chef." Yeah, they. I guess it's true. They like, can put it down. They can put it down. I've read K- Kitchen Confidential. Okay? That's right. They can put it down, or they're sober. Yeah, because exactly. they can put it down. Yeah, because they put it down a little too much. Yeah. Well. James says he fills in his eyebrows. And why is everyone making such a big deal about it? He's not the only guy who fills in his eyebrows. And then that Cap- was funny because like Andy Cohen was like, I'm pretty sure you are. And it was like, yeah. Andy Cohen, you are wearing a full face of TV makeup. Yeah. And Captain Lee's like, uh, I've never filled in my eyebrows. And James is like, you should. And I was like, <laughs> oh, burn. I enjoyed that. Me too. He got him good. Yeah, James says he doesn't think he misled Elizabeth and thought they were on the same page. But uh, clearly she liked him more and he maybe he should have said something. And I'm like, no shit, you idiot. Oh, yeah. Now he's ready to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Turns out. um, Except he was actively being like, no, I don't think I, I don't want to. Well, it must have been horrifying for her. For Elizabeth to see the season. Oh, yeah. Because she was like, I didn't know you, like, I hated my guts. Yeah. Because every time he talks to anyone else, he's like, ooh, Elizabeth. Yeah, and he's like, I'm I'm being shitty to her on purpose because she didn't defend me to Rachel. God forbid you say that to her face. Yeah, he's such an asshole. And then he's like, but clearly we both knew it wasn't going to go anywhere off the boat. And she's kind of like, well, I didn't know that. And then you feel bad for her again. Because she should know. He wasn't even trying to get with her on the boat, yeah. let alone after the boat. Yeah, that was rough. It was like, like very like, we can make out after school, but nobody can see me with yeah. you in the yeah. hallway. Exactly. Like, don't hold my hand. <laughs> Jeez. Like, don't. It's okay. I think everybody knows you're just fucking on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so James says he knew they shouldn't go into a guest cabin. And he's like, I told Elizabeth we shouldn't do it. That was crazy. He tried to throw her under the bus and be like, it was her idea. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it was your idea. Yeah. She's like, I thought you invited me. And he's like, oh, like he so obviously got caught and was just like, Like, and everybody was like, and he just got a slap on the wrist and she got booted. And everybody was like, well, she was going to get booted for something anyway. Yeah. But it's like Francesca had it out for her. She still got bitched out by Francesca. And what Captain Lee was just like, don't do that again, James. He's like, okay. Then he was like, well, it was worth it anyway. Whatever. Bye. It's like, got to have all the sex with no responsibility and Mm -hmm. get my bonus at the end of the charter. 
Yeah, and Elizabeth says they'd been drinking and they knew they shouldn't have gone without permission. But whatever. I liked how they were like, oh, what if we'd asked? And then they were like, then we probably would have fired you for asking. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ash. God, Ash really is grinding my gears because she just jumps in. She was the villain. She jumps in and like adds information that is like you don't need to like she goes well you know i just want to say and it's like why i just want to say it takes two to tango yeah they were doing (laughs) ash and francesca were doing a full mean girls on elizabeth which is like the only reason i feel compelled to defend elizabeth because she's obviously not good at her job but the way they treated her was just so yeah. mean. And then they just deny it. Then yeah, they're they just like, her. oh, no, we didn't do we didn't like we didn't gossip about her and talk shit about her constantly and like make fun of her and call her like a loser and a waste of space. Yeah. And yeah. then and then they show when they did that. Yeah. They're like, we didn't do anything to you. You were just bad at your job. We just proceeded to like talk shit to you about you all the time about how bad you were at your job. We just called you a lost cause on the Andy Cohen show. And then she's like, I can't believe you called me a lost cause. She's like, oh, well, that's just I was that's what they put the question as. I was just quoting it back. It's not my fault that they called you a lost cause. I mean, you are a lost cause. We all agree that you're a lost cause. Yeah. Every time Ashling jumped in, it was unnecessary. I was like, bitch, you didn't do anything this season other than, like, talk shit about Elizabeth to Francesca. You don't really need to be at this reunion because there's literally no questions for you. Bye. Didn't care for her. No, but it's like Francesca's the Regina George and then... She needs her. Ashley's the the Lacey Chabert character. She's like, you need her to do your little dirty work. Yeah. So that you can keep looking like the Chief Stew that's not trying to undermine her own crew. Yeah. That was bad. James says hooking up in the cabin was worth it anyway, so whatever. Yeah, James is like, it was all worth it. Everything I did that sucked, I don't regret it. Yeah. And then he's like, what did people expect from me when Elizabeth got fired? And everyone's like, uh, compassion? And he's like, okay, sure. He's like, it's not like I was happy. And then they're like, show him being happy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't have any regrets. And usually in a situation like that, I would just, like, back off. And everyone's like, you mean you would ghost the person? And he'd be like, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, cool, dude. You are not norm. Yeah, they were like, what do you normally do? And he's like, I just kind of, like, back off and fade away. (laughs) Yeah. After we've been hooking up for a while and I'm not into it anymore, I just kind of, like, fade out. It's like, you can't do that on a boat, dumbass. Yeah. And even in person, if you're not on a boat, like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Just tell them you're not interested. It's so simple. It's a single conversation. Then you move on with your life just so they don't feel like fucking fucked over by some like weird British dude who fills in his eyebrows. And then Captain Lee at this point chimes in, which I also kind of felt was unnecessary because I was like, dude, stop. But he was like, I, I feel like if if it had been off a boat, it would have just been a one night stand situation. Yeah, everybody was piling on Elizabeth to such an extent that I felt bad for her, even though she's very, maybe she isn't suited for the yachting industry with the way everybody was like, you'll never be in yachting. I was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just a service job on a yacht. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's not like she has to pull the, the rigging or whatever. Like, she's a stewardess. She was not the greatest stewardess, but she wasn't, I mean, she did make mustard gas. But they didn't fire her after she made the mustard gas. That would have been their their opportunity to fire her. It's like then they kept her around and just kind of kicked at her all the time. I know. But it unites the rest of the staff to have a punching bag. It's like Lord of the Flies. It really bummed me. I, I really didn't think Captain Lee needed to jump in and say that. Yeah, because they were like, Captain Lee, what do you think? Is she unfit for sailing? He was like, yeah. <sighs> I do. Bummer. That was such a bummer. You don't belong in this industry. I know. Fuck off. Okay, now to Izzy and Rob. She calls Rob a coward and says he doesn't want to confront how he acted towards her. And he says that he doesn't even watch the show, so he probably doesn't know. And Rachel's like, I actually talk to Rob a lot. And I think he has Wi-Fi issues where he's at. But he is definitely working. Oh, yeah. It's the Wi-Fi issues. (laughs) Yeah. If I was Rob, I would also probably not show up. Although, to be fair, you were having Wi-Fi issues uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, and I still You'd showed up. To, yeah, to wherever I was That's supposed right. to be. <laughs> if you'd uh, had to get to the Zoom reunion, you would have gone to Andy Cohen's house in person, if need be. Yeah, I would have literally went and bought new Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hmm, who knows? Yeah, so Izzy's like, uh, I was actually considering applying to be a deckhand instead of a stew for, to begin with, but she'd have been a, she'd been assaulted. And she'd also had some weird work environments with some men that made her uncomfortable. So she decided she didn't want to work with any men. So she got the stew job after she had worked. She'd done like some stewardessing on a catamaran and she thought it would be similar, but it really wasn't. So it was probably best for her to work on the deck. So she wasn't holding back the team. Though when, when, uh, what's her name? Izzy was a stew. She made Elizabeth look really good. Yeah. That's true. That also really bummed me out because then I was like, oh, all the like annoying stuff she went through with the male crew members on this ship must have just compounded whatever fucked up stuff she had with other. I mean, there's clearly an issue with like sexism, especially above deck. I think so. Definitely. Whenever they have a female deckhand, it becomes an issue. I know because no one or like remember Peter in med season where he'd be like, all right, sweetheart, or whatever. Right. There's always, like, a. they never just, like, work normally. They always, like, make it an issue for some reason, especially when there's, like, a female yeah. boson. Or not a boson, but whatever Izzy's job yeah. was. Lead deckhand. But even Lead that, deckhand. When, oh, so, yeah, when Malia got promoted during her first season, it was because she was hooking up with the bosun, so... All of a sudden, that got overshadowed. And then when she was the bosun and had a bunch of guys working for her, fucking Pete kept calling her sweetheart and didn't even, like, realize he was doing it to a point where when they got Kelled out and he was just like, we're just trying to figure out who's been calling you sweetheart. I feel like that's what happened Idiot. here a little bit, too. It's like the guys didn't even realize how much they were undermining Izzy. So then when she was like, you're undermining me, they were like, what are you talking about? We're all friends here. That was terrible. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, well, of course, we're going to like rib you. You're the boss. And it's like, yeah, but you do it a different way when it's a gal. It's always feels like a weird attempt to like prove, prove your masculinity. Weird insecurity. Well, that was interesting because James is like, we didn't think we gave her a hard time. Rob just speaks a certain way. So people could take it the wrong way. And Izzy's like, mm, no, he wasn't giving good banter. He was just being a dick. Yeah, well, I liked that when they were doing sort of the like, oh, the classic uh, is flirting outlawed now. Is flirting against the law? It's like, no, that wasn't like flirty, fun banter. You were being like a dick. Yeah. What? Whoa, were- what? I can't call you sweetheart no more? What, I'm not allowed to call you angel tits when we're swabbing the deck together? I love angel tits. It's a term of endearment. I love when I'm called angel tits, actually. So I'm (laughs) I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Um, But that's because it's your DJ name is DJ Angel Tits. DJ Angel Tits, you know me. Calling you professionally by your professional name. What's up? I'm angel tits. (laughs) That was distracting. I confused myself by saying angel tits. Um, don't call me angel tits. So uh, Francesca says, I was never mean. Hold on, Chai's and Ross. I was never mean to Elizabeth. I was just giving her direction. I never said anything mean to her. And Elizabeth's like, yeah, but you were like really condescending with your tone. And then Francesca cuts her off like, I didn't think, I don't think I, I, I enjoy you actually. I really enjoyed you at the beginning. Yeah, I thought you were fine until I found out what a terrible worker you are. Yeah, and then I turned on you, and I made you my bitch, because I hate you. I hate you. And then we all, talk, we all had little jokes about how much we hate you. Yeah. Francesca was also dressed like Cruella DeVille. Ooh. I she was know. wearing, like, a weird dress or coat that had, like, black feathers or fur on the front. I took a photo. And then she Let me was, go look. And then she was wearing these, like, silly dangly earrings with like too many things on them oh she you're looked, right like everybody was trying too hard in their own particular way but they she looked very do. villainous and elizabeth was kind of dressed like a figure skater 
Yeah, she, she had, was. She like was. she was in like stage makeup, and I feel like just was not lit correctly for how much makeup she was wearing. Uh, and she was had kind of a a spangly leotard type thing. She did have a. That's so funny. So that was like a very striking visual contrast between two tan have, blonde women who otherwise are. She had a spangly leotard on. You're right. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, you nailed it. They all had like silly outfits on. But that's like their idea of like, I get to dress up. Right. Well, they were dressed for all different events, which made sense because that's all of they were all dressed for like their personality. Like Eddie was just kind of preppy. Yeah. Captain Lee was like half unbuttoned, you know, 70s lounge. Yeah. And and I think James was literally just wearing a T-shirt. Like a tight. He's wearing t-shirt. a T-shirt and he had crazy boy band eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ashley was wearing something so boring you can't even remember it. She was literally just had her hair like kind of waved and then like a black tank. Yeah, she and had, Izzy like, was wearing like a sparkly top, like darker hair underneath and blonder yeah, on yeah. top. It's a look. Uh, it's the look of the devil. I thought Izzy Izzy was kind of dressed for a reunion with like spangly makeup and stuff. I thought yeah. she looked great also. She and Rachel were the MVPs. I think so. The style MVPs. I think so. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Rachel's was wearing like a nice powder blue top. No big deal. Had her hair looking nice. Her makeup wasn't too overstated. Once Rachel. they started talking about eyebrows, then I was like doing a, a close look at everybody's eyebrows. What did you discover? Well, I just I was like, oh, Rachel's like not too overdone. Like it's got it's got an arch and it's done up a little bit, but it's not too too done. I can dig it. Yeah. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and finish out this reunion. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. back so there's talking about the interior and ash is like yeah we all worked really well together i thought 
And then she's like, and Elizabeth, like, how long have you been even like working in yachts? Like five years? And I thought that was weird because literally last week or the week before, she had been like, you've been working on yachts for like four and a half years now on and off. So it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's five years and you don't remember. Like you're being a bitch. Also, the way they kept saying on and off, like you all work on and off. That's how the industry works. Yeah, I don't understand why they're constantly trying to like push that. And they're like, basically, Ash and Francesca start to double team Elizabeth and be like, yeah, you worked on and off. So you really didn't learn enough. You didn't like really get the hang of things. They were being so condescending and being like, yeah, you don't really get this. You can't you can't hang with the big dogs, clearly. And then uh, pretty much nobody was backing up Elizabeth. No. And then they would be like, yeah, so like, you know, yachting's not for everyone. Like they were just like telling her how it is. And it's like, you don't know her life. You don't know her experience. So stop, maybe. Like you guys are being bitches. Sorry to say it. Back off. And Elizabeth does stand up for herself. And she's like, well, you guys were kind of being bullies towards the end. And if you had shit to say, just say it to my face if you had any issues. And Ash is like, you wanted me to like, cause problems by being honest with you instead of just talking shit behind your back? Like, that's literally what she said, basically. Yeah, she's like, oh, you wanted me to not be fake and not be a fake-ass bitch to you all the time and (laughs) uh, not pretend that we get along even though I'm, like, shit-talking you constantly to our shared supervisor? Yeah, and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah. It was so absurd. I was like, what, what? I don't know. Anyway, Francesca and Ash defend themselves and they're like, bullying's a strong word. Um, And then Francesca's like, yeah, well, like people were talking shit about me behind my back the entire time. To which Rachel's like, yeah, you know, I was just frustrated. They're both like, we weren't bullying. And then they just like bully her for another 10 minutes. Yeah, they're like, shut up, Elizabeth. You don't know what you're talking about. They're like, we weren't bullying her. We just think that uh, she's a loser and she should go kill herself. And also, um, she's ugly and everybody hates her. So I don't know why she's so upset. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then, like, Ash just keeps being like, look, you're just not cut out for yachting, okay? You're just not cut out for yachting. And it's like stop just stop we get it just stop saying like she was becoming like malia in that moment where malia just kept going on about maritime law with hannah well, there's and it's all like, these psychos stop. who work on the boats who like have this idea of yachting as this like this vocation that it's more than just a job which is like maybe that's true for the captain because he literally drives the boat yeah but They clearly, like, so many of them define their entire selves in terms of being people who work on boats. And it's not that deep. I feel like you can just work on a boat and then, like, go live your life. It doesn't have to be this, like, only the strong survive. Because, again, like, Hannah was the best chief stew that has ever existed. And even if she smoked a little reefer on a boat, you know... Yeah. I'm just saying there's like letter of the law and spirit of the law yeah. when it comes to maritime law. I don't know if I thought Hannah was the best. I think I thought Kate was the best. I thought Hannah was the best TV. Hannah was just That's good true. TV. Well, we can spend all of the Chief Stew's Twitch show debating who's, who's the, the best Kate Chief and who's Stew? the Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. <laughs> oh, we could just list off all their uh, the highlights. Because I do think Kate was the best. But I think at the end... They were just all fed up. They both did burn out. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely burned out. And I can understand because like one, you probably just like, I also think on like Hannah's end, she got a lot of heat. Like people were just like mean to her online all the time. She just like didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. She was always talking about how she like had to go to therapy and like get like. That also sounds like she had a better balance than some of the other people because she was like it's just a job I'm gonna go have a real life yeah that's true good for her I mean I hope she's doing well her baby looks really cute on Instagram uh, she started a yachty training academy right which EJ do you remember EJ from that season sort of Nico was like the lead deckhand and there was no bosun and then Captain Lee hired EJ to come in and like take charge of things and then Nico was just pissed off and like bitter the whole time ej says that hannah stole his her entire plan 
like her whole yachting class plan from his yachting class plan. Like, wow. I don't know if Off it's true, but that's what he's saying. Drama. Yeah, he is not impressed. Anyway, so Elizabeth says she's worked with people like Chief Stews and other Stews who don't think she's an idiot. So it appears that these women are just kind of being aggressive towards her. And Captain Lee says Francesca was right about her, about Elizabeth. And there were a lot of things going wrong and that she's just not meant to be a yachty. And then Elizabeth's like, well, she's like, thank you, Captain Lee, for that. But like, I do think like... Um, you didn't really get to know me as a yachty, and I think your opinion is biased, and you didn't see all the great things I did. <laughs> Which I was like, oh boy. Don't I like she was like, your opinion is biased. But I did think what she was saying was that Captain Lee was talking about stuff he'd heard from Francesca. Yeah. Captain Lee was trusting that Francesca was not biased, even though Francesca was just like, she's the worst person that I've ever worked with in my entire life. But I also think he was just going off what he saw on the show and like what he saw on the show. I didn't even think that was that bad. Like the show didn't display her to be like absolute dog I mean, shit. Again, the mustard gas. That was bad. But he heard bad. about that pretty quick. But having sex in a guest room, not during a charter, they hadn't gotten caught. Yeah, Ashling fucking. Would have been fine. Snitched, Have sex dude. in the engine room like everybody else where there's no cameras. Yeah. Exactly. And the engineers just have to watch. (laughs) Yeah, baby. They like to watch. Yeah. But anyway, Captain Lee basically says Elizabeth's in denial. (laughs) Um, And then they asked about the cake situation when her cake came out for her birthday dinner, but she'd already been fired. And Elizabeth says the cake thing was pretty weird and looked a little malicious because people were laughing. Uh, And she wishes she could have thanked Rachel in the moment. And Rachel thinks that Elizabeth should have just finished the season because there were only two charters left. And Francesca's like, you don't understand. I was exhausted. She's like, my life was a living hell. Yeah. How dare she? But also, yeah, because COVID was clearly in the air. Yeah. And so Francesca claims that she wasn't laughing when the cake came about Elizabeth not being there because it hadn't even registered in her mind that the birthday cake was for Elizabeth. Like, they just, like, weren't that close. So she wasn't even thinking about Elizabeth in that moment. But who fucking knows? Uh, and then Andy Cohen asks Elizabeth and Francesca to say positive things about each other. And Francesca's like, yeah, I really enjoyed working with you at the beginning. You know, I thought we really got along well. And then Elizabeth's like, there was, a, like, you know, a lot of positive stuff. Like, you were really open with me and we got to, like, talk about things and I got to know you. And then Captain Lee laughs and is like, they asked you to say positive things. And she's like, what? I just did. did. And she did. She's like, is that not a positive thing to say someone was, like, open with you? That was weird. I was like, Captain Lee, you're not even listening. That was weird. Was that not weird? I was like, what? It was weird. And I was also like, Captain Lee, as the captain, you should withhold from... Yeah, being like a petty, snide, petty yeah. crew drama. That was not a good look. I was like, fool, you're clearly, one, not listening. Because <laughs> she did just say positive shit about Francesca. A couple Stupid. too many espresso martinis all around, perhaps. Those tinted glasses are messing with his hearing. <laughs> yeah, and then we learned that Josiah was actually supposed to take over for Elizabeth, but he was like stuck at the airport because of coronavirus. And Captain Lee thinks he would have been a great addition. And that is where the reunion ends. Wow. Good reunion. Yeah, I like that they didn't make it a two-parter. It was pretty succinct. We got through everyone's drama. I do love that, like, Ashling had nothing going on, so they didn't ask her, like, really anything. And that's, I think that's why she kept inserting herself, because they, she knew, like, if she didn't, no one would even speak to her. Well, that's why she's, like, a beta to a mean girl, because she needs somebody to boss her around. They spent more time on Shane than they did on her, because she's so boring. Well, she didn't offer anything other than being, like, Francesca's, like, little, you know, minion. Yeah. But yeah, they barely even talked about the guests. They didn't talk about like the woman jumping off the ship at all. Oh, yeah. Doris. Yeah. They briefly mentioned her at the beginning and that was it. They didn't talk about the like the idiot sons. Oh, my God. Those Queen of Versailles. I did like that. Actually, at the beginning, Captain Lee, or not Captain Lee, Andy Cohen is like, Ashling, how's your stomach ache? Because that's like it. Yeah. (laughs) She had nothing else to offer. 
You got a weak stomach. That's your personality. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you dummy. Bye. (laughs) You can leave. We don't need you. And she's like, can I just like input that Elizabeth's like not very good at this. I was like, thank you. Maybe your stomach hurts because you ate too much of the spite cake. (laughs) Maybe your stomach hurts because you're an asshole. That's right. I don't know. Well, that's the end of that. Guys, this is the end of Deckheads, the podcast. This is the last episode that's going to show up in our podcast feed. Everything else moving forward is going to be our Twitch show. So you can go listen there or you can watch us live. We will stream Tuesday nights. We will put this information out on our social so you know exactly what time we go live. Probably around like 7 or 8. We'll let you know. Don't worry about it. Come watch us or watch it later. We're still going to be talking. It's going to be me and Molly. Unfortunately, Nick is out. He might guest every once in a while. He might pop in and give his thoughts, but he uh, unfortunately was not feeling below deck anymore and so had to pivot. We had to do a spinoff and us two nutballs love below deck and will continue to watch it forever. And we love spinoffs. Yeah. And we love super groups. So, oh, I love a super starting a chief stew super group. Below deck, chief stew's baby. Here we come. We're chiefing, we're stewing. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I was Aisha. Wow, me too. I just wish I was in New Zealand more than anything. Me also. All right, guys, thanks for listening. You went on a wild deckheads ride with us all year. Um, we are so grateful for all of you. Stay tuned for more great content. Check us out on Twitch. It, the The link is twitch.tv slash deckheadspod. It's like at deckheadspod on our socials. Our Twitch streaming page is also deckheadspod. So you can check that out. Again, check our socials to see when we will be going live streaming next week on Tuesday after Monday's uh, new sailing season. So again, follow us. Yes, come follow the chief stews as they move on with their lives to streaming. There will be tablescapes. Oh, yeah. We're going to have tablescapes. We're going to have espresso martinis. Okay. It's going to be participatory. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're going to find martini glasses somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already looking. Everyone will be our guests on this new voyage. Yes. 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 Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll cook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to do a lot of fun stuff and maybe we'll get some interesting guests. We'll see. We'll see. Anything can happen on the stream. Okay. I'll tell you that now. Anything can happen. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with our streams and check us out at twitch.tv slash deckheadspod, guys. We are so excited to continue this below deck chat on a spinoff. Below deck style, baby. Molly, promote yourself. Oh, um, well, I'm about to start doing this cool Twitch show called uh, Below Deck uh, Deckheads Chiefs Deuce. Uh, Molly Lambert on Twitter and yeah, more podcast stuff to come. Bon voyage. And I'm at Anna Hosni on Twitter. You can follow us both because we'll also retweet the information about our Twitch. Okay, guys, here we go. Bye. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.